0: Welcome to Voice Power, the podcast all about bringing the power of voice for your business or personal needs. You will hear how voice increases your positivity and creates amazing
1: opportunities.
0: Your host Earl Thomas, The Voice, will share his vast experience on today's episode. Thanks for tuning in, subscribing, and writing a review wherever you receive your podcast. Welcome to Voice Power, Season 4, Episode 4. We are in for an extraordinary treat with an explorer, globetrotter, history hobbyist, best-selling travel author, photographer, and narrator. Author Melanie Ng is my very special guest with over 50 countries under her belt. She's a seasoned traveler who's always up for a trip. Her experiences have taken her to the most exotic and breathtaking places on Earth. And she's got the stories to prove it. From wild and wacky travel tracks to heartwarming and inspiring tales, she's got something for everyone. Pam Grout, author of 17 New York Times bestsellers, fully backs Melanie's book, Gutsy Lady Travel, saying, guaranteed to take readers on a joyride of bravery, meaning, and big fun. Melanie presented at Capilano University on Traveling with Technology. Her wanderlust and storytelling are contagious, and she has a unique ability to connect with audiences of all ages and backgrounds. Melanie's presentations are jam-packed with information, inspiration, and humor. She is a speaker who can entertain, educate, and inspire as an adventurer extraordinaire. Her vocal range is top-notch as I experienced her Toastmaster speech on Goldilocks and the Three Bears. I could swear for sure there were four speakers on stage. Then I was hungry for some A&W as the Three Bears burgers are on the menu. Melanie is an accomplished business owner and executive assistant with over 20 years of demonstrated history in a variety of roles supporting C-level executives, people management, business operations, and customer development. She is an intelligent professional with practical development experience working with public, private, and government organizations. She more than adequately prepared herself for her business travel experience with a Bachelor of Arts in Economics from the University of Victoria. Eleni owned Gutsy Lady Travel for five years in Vancouver, B.C. Her areas of expertise are marketing through PowerPoint presentations and networking at community events that increase public awareness by 100%. Melanie's very obvious skills are customizing her website and analyzing client trends, delivering great service, managing brand performance with campaigns, business development, client relationships, and consultation within the travel industry, being a personal brand ambassador, building relationships with customers, suppliers, and her growing professional network, it is with great pleasure and anticipation. I welcome Melanie Ng to Voice Power. Welcome, Melanie. How's it going today?
1: Terrific, Earl.
0: That's great. I'm glad you joined us. Now, at Voice Power, we discover our voice and life brings encouragement to others. Your expertise in travel, and you encourage many on their travel experience. Now, thanks for taking the time today to share your travel and life experience. Before we jump into your exciting travel experience, let's quickly hear about your growing up in Victoria, BC. Today, travel is your passion and expertise with many exciting stories. Do you think there's a connection between travel and your early life in Victoria? And if so, what would that connection be?
1: I well, would probably say the connection is growing up on a farm in Victoria. My three younger brothers and I were always very adventurous in that we didn't have to ask permission to go and play. We just went and played out in, outside until it was dark and we created our own adventures. And I remember at a young age, my two brothers and I at the time were talking about creating some adventures in different parts of the world. One of them was being that my mom is originally from China and we thought we could dig our way through to the other side of the world and visit our relatives in China. But after digging no more than six inches, we got tired and figured that we would never reach the other side of the world. And as I was growing up, I wanted to do more traveling, and that's how it all started.
0: That's very interesting because I've heard of that story where if you keep digging, but you only went six inches.
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> when did traveling become important to you, and why? Was it actually then in Victoria?
1: Uh, well, what happened was I didn't find out about this until years later that I actually took my first travel experience to Mexico when I was three years old with my single aunt. She was I guess she didn't like to travel on her own and decided to drag me along. I don't know if I was any help or not. <laughs> but I remember a very vague seeing a very vague mosaic design on the side of the university in Mexico. And that went through my memory for years. I didn't know if I was in a dream or what it was until I was telling my mom about it. And she said, oh, yeah, you did go to Mexico when you were three. That was probably it. And since then, probably when I was in my teens, I traveled with another family friend, a widower. She was retired. And she took me on a trip. Through to Disneyland and through California for the first time. I would say those two were probably the start of my travel adventures.
0: What did you enjoy most about your travel agency, Gutsy Lady Travel?
1: I was getting excited so that I could plan itineraries for mainly women travelers because I went to most of the places that I wanted to take them to. But I ended up canceling the insurance company and not uh, dealing with that because at the time, it was really hard to get into a business like a travel agency on my own. I had to work with other individuals and other tour agencies, which I didn't have that much of an extensive information about or connections with. And at the time, I decided also perhaps having the possibility of partnering up with someone else. And I, I did look into that. But still, at the time, it was a lot of work that needed to be done in every aspect of the business, from starting it up to do the marketing and trying to figure out the business aspect of getting connections with other tour groups around the world
0: what is your funniest most funniest hilarious travel experience and when you think of it you start cracking up
1: probably the funniest is when i went on a tour to egypt i thought at the time i'm going to be joining a tour with other travelers around the world and i found out i was the solo traveler. It was uh, essentially a tour to one, me, myself, and I with a female guided tour person and a driver. And I had never traveled alone before, and I was scared as anything. I would say with that trip, I was able to build my confidence. And towards the end of the trip, I was flying back to Cairo from Shamar Sheikh, which is a beach resort area. And I met this young gentleman on the plane who wanted to show me his hometown. I was due to go home in two days. And being an avid, passionate traveler, I thought about it. And suddenly, out of the blue, I didn't tell anyone. I only left a note by my night table in my hotel room to say I'm off to Alexandria with Mohammed for the day. And the funniest thing is I didn't. I was so excited that I didn't bring any ID and oh. nobody knew that I was gone for the day. But that was probably the best time I had on that entire trip was meeting Muhammad and his family, having Ramadan dinner with his family and seeing parts of Alexandria. That would probably be the funniest part and the most uh, exciting part of my trip.
0: Were you surprised that you actually said yes because uh, was there some hesitation?
1: Well,, of course there was. i After I got off the plane, he said to me, "Well, think about it." Mm-hmm. Here I was pacing my hotel room for a couple of hours. Should I go or should I stay? I finally decided to go because I had enough confidence and courage to go. Plus, I thought, since I love traveling, when would I ever go back to Alexandria again? And I took the leap of faith.
0: Good for you. Yeah. Now, what would you say to someone listening right now? who is absolutely afraid to travel they have 101 reasons not to
1: perhaps i would say to them is to when you think about solo travel it's taking the small baby steps towards that it's like if you're not used to traveling on your own i would suggest maybe going out for the weekend to some local festival or event that's in your hometown And venture off for the day by yourself. Just experience that on your own, but you really wouldn't have to worry about being in a different place. It's just your hometown. And you have the choice of leaving whenever you want or enjoying it as long as you want. And then I would suggest you kind of progress that into more of a weekend thing, and then perhaps going to... A local place like for me living if you're living in vancouver maybe venture out to victoria for the weekend so you're gradually building upon that you're building your courage you're building your confidence so that you do have the courage to say hey i'm gonna go on a trip by myself
0: tell us about the authentic speaker academy what are the benefits and takeaways you experienced? because I know you're a really great speaker. I've heard you at Just Pros Toastmasters.
1: Thank you, Earl. That was one leadership/slash speaker program that I first taken. It was very, a very scary extreme boot camp speaking event that I had to learn to be a speaker. And I think with over the years that I've learned to join Toastmasters and practice some more on my speaking. And I think it's always about, you know, putting myself out there to get better at something.
0: But it was it was the beginning for you, was it the Speakers Academy?
1: Well, what happened was many years ago. I had joined a Toastmasters club at uh, the University uh, of UBC. And what happened was that I didn't find it very interesting or fun to be at. I didn't stay there for very long. And then over the years, I found that, you know, I need to speak up about things, or if I'm having to speak out in front of a crowd or a bunch of people, I was always feeling kind of scared about it. And I probably would say part of that is in my travels especially during the times if i got lost i had to speak up and not be afraid and i think that's why i took the speakers academy is that learning to have my own voice
0: now in your book gutsy lady travel you refer to the codes of conduct for traveling they vary for men and women why do they or are they or are there similar or crossover aspects between men and women when they travel?
1: I think so. Sometimes, with especially female, when you're traveling on your own, uh, it, it seems to be a little bit more scarier. And I've been in situations where I've been out too late, and I kind of had the gut feeling that okay, it's not so safe, and I have to. You know, whereas I think with um, sometimes with men, they tend to have a little bit more courage and it's easier for them to approach someone.
0: Now, I, I just finished your book last night and it's, it's really interesting. Uh, some of the chapters are a little longer and you really are a good storyteller and you really take people, aren't I? really great adventure i'm i'm wondering where can uh, the book be purchased
1: i have it online at amazon that can be purchased and that would be the best place to purchase the book because you can buy it in like the ebook format or the hard copy format and it's available on the amazon website
0: now where are you traveling to next and what are your steps left to do because i know you You do a lot of preparation before you go on a trip.
1: Yes, I do. My next trip is in the middle of March. I'm taking a cruise to Lisbon, Portugal. I had decided to go there probably last September. And what happened was because of COVID, I can't believe I haven't been anywhere. My last trip was back in May of 2019. Believe it or not, that would have been almost five years ago that I went to Japan. I took a cruise and I went there on my own. But this time around, I decided I'm going with my cousin and a couple of friends to go to this cruise in Lisbon. But while everybody else is going for that short period of time, I'm going to be the only one who's going to be going somewhere else on my own. I had originally decided I was going to go to, back to Egypt, plus go to Israel and Jordan. With the war happening, that's not going to be happening. Lately, I've decided that I'm going to perhaps try to go to Bulgaria, someplace different and unique, and perhaps, hopefully, fewer visitors there. Do you have a criteria
0: that you um, decide of where you're going to go?
1: What I usually do is I, I like to do some research into the place. And, of course, I look at a map. And then I do the Googling, what to see, what to do. And if those places interest me, then I, it's high on my list to visit.
0: Melanie, tell us more about Egypt, because I understand it was a turning point for you. I, I'm interested about the pyramids and anything else in Egypt that you went. To? Did you go to the tombs where you were able to see the, uh, the pharaohs and everything like that?
1: Well, then I would say the highlight of my trip is going to the pyramids. Of course, I've seen so many documentaries, the National Geographic documentaries. I've seen pictures of it. Nothing justifies that when you actually go to the pyramids. And I remember when I first went there, there was this very narrow entranceway to go down into the pyramids. And me being not of a small size, I even found it a little bit claustrophobic. But I kept on having to go down probably like over 200 feet. And all I remember, it's dark. You have this wooden plank that you're walking down and you're going down, down, down to the very bottom, the base of the pyramid. And there's absolutely nothing in there except there was a a sarcophagus that was in there and one guard. And it was very cold and kind of eerie inside. But the thing was, I remember going back up to the outside of the pyramid. And when I was standing there, I could not fathom how it was humanly built. Just imagine tons of rocks. I understand there may be like 100 million of these rocks that make up the pyramid. The size of the pyramids is, some of them, most of them, five feet by five feet. And they're perfectly cut. And I could not understand how they can build something like that. And I imagine, I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I wonder if it is a structure maybe that you can see from the moon. Because you can see parts of the Great Wall of China from the moon because it looks like a little squiggly line. But I found the pyramid is just breathtaking. And for anyone who visits there, you you can't... Um, for me, I, I just think it's not humanly possible to be built. And Egypt is a very fascinating place. I hope to go back there again someday to to visit other parts and they're always finding something under in Egypt and I remember one day my tour guide who's a young blonde girl she was telling me that we were passing a small village and she was telling me that they believe there are there's pyramids underneath that small town and I don't know if that's true or not, but it's a very fascinating place to be. And it probably will be always my top place to visit on my list. Do you
0: have a second place that uh, you've enjoyed the most or a second place that you want to see
1: the most? No, I, I don't think so. I haven't really thought of a second place. I mean, I always thought that. Well, it still is. Egypt would be like top place I would always want to visit again. Because there's so much history there, so much culture, and the people. Yeah, that's one place I would always go back to no matter what.
0: No, I I noticed in your book that you've traveled to over 50 countries. Do you have a yes. goal? Yes. Do you have a goal for the next 5 years? And the number of countries that you want to to get to, like, do you want to hit a hundred or a hundred and fifty? Or
1: <laughs> oh, that's a great question. <laughs> I think if I were to go to hundred and fifty countries, that'll be like going to what thirty countries in in the in the next five years. That would be a little bit challenging. Plus, it'll be a little bit hard on the pocketbook. But I do also intend on wanting to go to Mongolia sometime this year. To do is, I like not only the scenery of the the places, but I also like to meet the people there.
0: What is the attraction to Mongolia?
1: I've seen pictures of it. It's just the vastness of the, the land.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it kind of reminds me of being, uh, growing up on the farm in Victoria. What also interests me is that, I understand there is like an annual uh, eagles festival that they have. That's something that really I'm fascinated with. And there is also a temple that is somewhere in Mongolia. I have to do a little bit more research on that. That is almost like in the middle of nowhere, but you can do meditation there.
0: Do you have an offer for my listeners?
1: I would say the offer is they're welcome to contact me to ask any questions about travel, whether it's solo travel or some of the places I've visited. But I'm happy to answer people's questions where they like to travel or should they travel to as a solo traveler. That's what the the offer I have. And hopefully I would like to perhaps uh, start up my own blog at some point and talk about my travel adventures that people can follow.
0: definitely uh, travel is your expertise, your passion, your love. I can just see you traveling into the eons if you live to a hundred, maybe you can get that hundred hundred <laughs> countries.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Earl.
0: I'm wondering um. If there's any questions that you'd wished I'd asked or any final thoughts.
1: Maybe the question of, I know I come across people who, who talk about travel. And what I usually say to them, if you got the money to do it, if you're healthy and you want something different in your life, go for it. Go travel. It's more than just the experience but it's more about learning yourself and taking yourself to another level of what you can do. And travel is in a in a way that's it's very fun and you learn a lot about yourself. Yes, that's what I would probably say. If you can if you're healthy, you got the funds, just do it. Just go for it.
0: Well, it is fun to get away, that's for sure. And uh, Melanie, thank you for taking the time here at Voice Power. It's been a a great conversation. And I've learned something more about travel. And I do highly recommend Gutsy Lady Travel. It's It's an interesting book. Thanks again. You have a great day, Melanie.
1: Thank you, Earl. Happy travels.
0: Thanks for tuning into Voice Power and subscribing and writing a review wherever you receive your podcast. Voice Power is the podcast that keeps you informed on how voiceovers improve your business and personal life. Earl Thomas, The Voice, thanks you for joining him today. Have yourself a wonderful day, and we look forward to you joining us next time.